Hey, good morning and welcome to Westbridge. We are really excited that you are here today. And uh, our elementary kids, our kindergarten through fourth grade, have been working for the past six or so weeks on a Christmas presentation um, with some drama, some music, some songs uh, to, to share the message and the story of Jesus coming to be with us and the fact that we can actually know God and, and what God did to make that possible. And so we've been teaching that to the kids. We're going to share that to you. And one of the things we've stressed with the kids throughout the um, preparation of this is that what they're doing is they're actually leading our, our normal Sunday morning worship service. It's just looking a little different. And they're, they're giving the gifts that they can give um, to teach us and to encourage us and to show us the truth of God's word. So we're really excited about it. They did a great job for service. And we're uh, looking forward to seeing it again. So I'm going to open us up with prayer, and then we're going to get started. Father, we do just thank you so much for today. We thank you for the Christmas season and how it just reminds us of how much you love us, of how you are there for us. You um, always just have made the way to, to bring us back into relationship with you. And I just pray for the kids this morning as they... Um, do their dramas and their scenes and sing their songs, that just the message of the gospel would be really powerful and that it would encourage us, it would build us up, and, and um, if we don't know you, that it would open our eyes to you. So we just uh, look to you and we thank you, Jesus, your name I pray. Amen. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head the <laughs> the stars in the sky look down where he lay the little Lord Asleep on the bed. Oh, <laughs> I think that Christmas is my very favorite time of the year, Emily. <laughs> and this is my favorite part of the season. Reading the Christmas story from God's Word. Is that your favorite part? What's wrong, Emily? You don't seem very happy, especially for a little girl on Christmas Eve. I'm not happy, Grandpa. I'm very sad. I miss Grandma. Uh, she was here last Christmas, and now she's gone. Christmas would never be the same without her. Oh, Emily. I miss Grandma, too, very, very much. But she's with Jesus in heaven now. She's completely happy and at peace in a way that we cannot even understand. And that helps me not to be so sad. How do you know she is in heaven with Jesus? I saw her lying there at her funeral. She looks sad and in. Her, her body died, Emily, but her spirit, oh, the real grandma, 
went to be with Jesus. How can I know she is in heaven with Jesus? How can I know Jesus is real when I can't see him? How can we know Jesus at all? Those are excellent questions, my dear. <laughs> you know, Jesus showed us who he is starting all the way back at the beginning of time, at creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was empty and formless, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. A great work was about to begin. God created light to separate day from night. He created a bubble of air to be an expansive sky into which all sorts of creatures would soar. He created land to separate the waters below and lay host to all plants and trees and fruit and seeds to grow and flourish across the land. He created the sun and the moon and the stars to shine light on the earth and twinkle above, fanning their massive size to appear as simple pinpricks in the sky. God then created the birds of the air and the fish of the sea to populate the waters and fill the air. He created all the animals that prowled across the land. Elephants, zebras, kangaroos, salamanders, wolves, snakes, frogs, tigers, and the like. God looked out at all of his creation and saw that it was all very good. But God was ready to make one more creature. He wanted something different, someone special who could rule over and care for the earth. He wanted someone who would reflect who he was in a way that none of his other creation could. So God made man, and he made woman, Adam and Eve. He breathed his very breath into their lungs to give them life. God provided a home, a beautiful garden, where they would live and work and start their home. God himself would come in the evening and walk with them and talk with them, and they enjoyed such a beautiful relationship with their creator, a relationship of trust, of comfort, of protection. Then, one day, all of that was broken. The great deceiver came to plant a seed of doubt, a doubt of God's loving goodness and kindness and wisdom for what's best. Adam and Eve chose to follow their own path a path outside of God's protection and direction. And a veil of darkness 
fell upon the whole earth. This darkness, called sin, brought death to all mankind and broke the relationship that God created humankind to have with him. For years and years upon years and years, God called his special creation to follow him, to believe in him, to trust him, and to turn to him, that he would then be with them and one day make the way back to him, a Messiah that would defeat the darkness of sin and death. God revealed himself through his law, through wonders to rescue his people, through dreams and visions and messages given to his prophets for his people. In all of these, humankind continued to choose their own path, a path outside of God's protection and direction. And the veil of darkness remained upon the whole earth. Even still, God kept his promise, and he sent the one to make the way back to him. You see, in the beginning, the same beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God in the beginning, and the Word was God. Through the Word, all things were made, the earth, the sky, the birds, the fish, land animals, and humankind itself. Without the Word, nothing was made that has been made, and the Word holds them all together. The Word would be the light, the light that would pierce through and shine in the darkness. The Word would come and be the way back to God. The Word became flesh and came to dwell among us. The Word was Jesus, and Jesus came to be with us. Is this who we've 
Creation was a really long time ago, like probably even before you were born. <laughs> yes, dear child, it was a long time ago, but that doesn't make it any less true. When we see God's amazing creation, we know that the creator, Jesus, is real. I guess, but seeing creation is not the same as seeing Jesus. Hmm. That's true, but that's why Jesus came to us in the flesh, and we saw him. And that, my dear, that is the Christmas story. One day, a young woman, a virgin named Mary, was alone when suddenly an angel appeared to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Most High. Although Mary did not understand all that the angel was telling her, she knew that she could trust what God was telling her and that he would do exactly as he said. Those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he was of the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause all people great joy. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. You will find this baby wrapped in cloth laying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph in a baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
Would you stand and worship with us?
Jesus didn't stay a baby. No, no, Jesus grew up and became a man. The Son of God and the Son of Man. He came to take the punishment for our sins when he died on the cross. He sacrificed his life so that everyone who believes in him can have eternal life. Jesus said, this is in John, chapter 17, verse 3. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. Grandma put her faith, her trust in Jesus alone, as her Lord and Savior, and that's how we know that she's in heaven. But I can't see Jesus, and I can't see heaven. Don't you believe in things you can't see? Nope. Do you remember what Grandma told you and her other grandchildren right before she went to heaven? Grandma, what are you knitting? I'm knitting a nice, warm sweater. I'm making a sweater for each one of my precious grandchildren. Oh, Grandma, please, please make mine bright pink. Pink is my best color. You think every color is your best color. I do not. For example, gray really fades my complexion out. So I prefer warm shades, like pink. I know something else that really needs to fade out. And just what is that supposed to mean? Now, children, let's be kind. Darling, yes, I will make yours pink. Grandma, your hands are shaking. Yes, it's getting harder these days to knit with my shaking hands and my weak heart. Children, gather closer and listen to me. I think I'll be going to heaven soon to be with Jesus. You're leaving us? Yes, it's my time. Jesus is calling me home to be in heaven with him. But we won't be able to see you. He may not be able to see me anymore, but you'll always know that I love you. I have loved you and prayed for each of you, even before the day you were born. I'm leaving each of you a gift. To remember me by. When you wear it, you'll remember how much I love you. And that someday we will be together again. You can't see Grandma anymore, but you know that she's real, right? Yes. And the sweater you're wearing. She made that for you. You believe in her love for you every time you wear it. 
right? Yes. Emily, Jesus did the same for us. He loved us before we were even born. He loved us while we were still sinners and enemies of God. He gave his life for us so that we can have life in him. He gives us the gift of eternal life if we just trust him. And then he gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit for our hearts and his word so that we can know him, really know him, and know and believe that he is God and that he loves us. Grandma knew Jesus, didn't she? Is, is that why she was happy, even when she was sick? Oh, yes, Emily. That is exactly why. Let me share with you one of Grandma's favorite verses. 1 Peter 1, 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you cannot see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Grandma's faith gave her great joy because she knew it would take her to Jesus. is real, Emily. And you? You can know him too. Jesus to be my savior, just like Grandma did. <laughs> that is the best decision you will ever, ever make. The Bible says that angels rejoice when one person puts their faith in Jesus. But do you know who I think is rejoicing and dancing for joy even more? Good morning. Can we give another round of applause? Wasn't that such a great program? 
Well, my name is Jake Perry, and I serve here at Westbridge Church as our Director of Student Ministries, and I just wanted to say that we are so thrilled for you to join us this morning as we celebrate the reason why Jesus came to be with us, and we know the reason why we celebrate Christmas. So um, starting off with um, the theme for this year's uh, Christmas holidays that we have here at Westbridge, we kicked it off last week called Into the Mess. And with this message theme, we were just talking about how Jesus came from heaven down to be in the midst of our mess uh, so that we may have real hope and that we can have real joy regardless of the circumstances that we're in. And so this morning, if it's okay with you, I wanted to share a little bit of some of the messes that I've gone through and just how Jesus has worked in the midst of my life. But before we get into the word, I just wanted to mention, I know Christmas and the holidays can be a really tough time, how it can open up wounds and bring back memories of dearly loved ones that are no longer here on earth with us. And so I just wanted to be um, sensitive of that. And as we just talk about being in the midst, I just hope that we can have open hearts to hear what the Lord's words has to say. So I love Christmas. Christmas is by far my favorite holiday. Um, I think a big reason why I loved Christmas so much is because when I was a kid, my mom made Christmas really special with all of her traditions. I'm sure all of us can relate to that at some point. Um, one of the awesome traditions we had at my house was her getting the rolling pin out and getting the sugar cookie dough out and having all the different shaped cookie cutters. And um, when I was a kid, probably six or seven, there was a star that was on the floor with the sharp part sticking up. And I slid off of my chair and stomped right on it. And I had a star-shaped scar on my heel for like the next five years. And I showed it to all my friends. I thought it was so cool. But... Yeah, but Christmas was so special because of what mom had made for it. So when she got diagnosed with breast cancer when I was eight, it changed a lot of the things that had happened around the holidays. And she fought and she fought hard and throughout the whole time that she was diagnosed with cancer and she was battling all the way up to her last breath here on earth, I never knew at any point in time that she was ever terminal. And I think the real reason why I never knew that she ever was terminal, partly because I was a kid and maybe a little naive, but also, I think she had a hope that I didn't fully understand at that age. I think she knew something about God that doesn't make any sense to somebody who doesn't understand the heart of God. And so I'm going to read a passage that Paul the Apostle was writing to a church in Corinth during his ministries where there was some suffering and persecution going on. And whether or not, I don't know where all of us stand in our relationship with God, we can all understand that there is real hardship and there is real suffering that goes on in the world and if you put your hope and trust in Jesus, there's something that goes on there that those who don't believe don't fully understand. So we're going to open up in 2 Corinthians 1, verses 3 and 5 today. And Paul, in his letter to the church in Corinth, says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. So Paul in this letter was saying that God is not only the king of all compassion and that he sent his son Jesus to be in the midst of our mess, but while we are in the mess, he sent Jesus here on earth to be in the midst of our suffering, and God being the king of all comfort that he is. 
And this was something that my mom knew. My dad was a pastor, and he still is a pastor. And so during the time that this was going on, she had a lot of connections where a lot of churches and my dad's church and his friends knew the things that she was going through, asked if she could speak about the trust that she had in Jesus and the hope that she had in Jesus. And she would go from church to church all throughout this time, being able to share the joy that she's having that wouldn't be possible without the comfort that she was receiving from God. And so today, if you're asking, well, Jake, how can I have this comfort? How does God give me this comfort? How is it possible that we can have this comfort in the midst of our mess? And to that, I would say, God did something for us that we surely did not deserve, and he gave us a gift, and in that gift, it's called grace, in sending Jesus, his only begotten son, to come down on earth, to be in the midst of our sufferings, to experience them with us. And even though our earthly lives are only temporary and we have eternity to spend with God, I don't want any of us to think that God's heart is not for us in the now during the sufferings that may be going through now. See, God's heart is with us even though we put ourselves in this mess as we saw in the beginning of the creation story. Even though we chose our own path, even though we chose our own things to do outside of God's will and disobedience, and through that, we are experiencing the suffering that comes out of sin, the death that comes through that suffering. But God didn't just stop there. He sent us a gift, a gift in his only son named Jesus to come down while we are yet sinners to be in the midst of our suffering. And so God is with us in the midst of our suffering. And as we continue to read in that letter in verses six and seven, Paul was saying that if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance and the same sufferings that we suffer. And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. And so even though we've put ourselves through these sufferings by being disobedient to God and through that sin, there's suffering and there's death and we we surely deserve all of those things. God didn't just leave us there. He sent his son Jesus to die on a cross even though we didn't deserve it. And while we are yet sinners, we have this amazing opportunity to know the heart of God where he is for us, where he sent us this gift in the midst of our mess. And if we open up our hearts and we're comforted by that and we get to know him and share that with him, he wants nothing more than that for all of us. So if you have yet to experience this comfort through our hardships, my prayer for us this morning is to just open up our hearts to see who God really is in the midst of our suffering. And if you have experienced this comfort, as Paul wrote in verse 4, we're not here to hold this comfort for ourselves, church. And so I would just encourage us during this holiday season, if you have any loved ones in your family or anybody out in the community or a friend that doesn't have this comfort that can only be made possible through Christ, to not hold it for ourselves, to go out and to share this comfort when you do know God and you know his heart for you, to open up your heart for others and to share that same comfort that you've received from God. And so through this, during this holiday season, I just pray that we can continue to be open to what God has gifted us 
and why the reason we do celebrate Christmas and the joy that we have and the hope of having this amazing gift that God has given us throughout this Christmas season. You guys can bow your heads with me. Dear God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth, and I thank you for the hope that we can have by being made right in the relationship with you and the joy that we can have in knowing that this life that we have here on earth is temporary, but that a relationship with you and the experience of knowing your comfort and your compassion for us is eternal. And God, I don't know if any of us are going through any sufferings now or just throughout the holiday season, if there's some wounds that are opening up, that we can just run to you and that we don't seek comfort from anything temporary, but that we seek comfort from our creator and that your heart is for us, God. I pray that we can just run straight to you and during this holiday season, share that same comfort with others that we have received from you. Amen. Before you set the edge of time, foundations of the earth and sky, you saw it all and said that it was good. The joy was set before your eyes, you knew that you would give your life, you saw it all and said that it was good.
and the hard work they put in for our volunteers and our tech team. And it's no small thing, the message that they shared with us today, that there is hope found in Jesus and found only in Jesus. Hope for this life and the next. And so I pray that as we go today and as you go uh, spend Christmas with your families and with your friends, that you'd be reminded of the hope that we can have in Christ that you would remind others of the hope that we have in Christ. And as Jake talked about, even though we experience suffering in this life, our God is with us, Emmanuel, and he is here to dwell with us. And he came and he took our sin and he took it all the way to the cross where he died for us. But Jesus didn't stay dead. A stone was rolled away from the tomb. Jesus walked out of the tomb and now sits at the right hand of the Father. And the life that he now lives, he offers to us. We will place control of our lives into the hands of our loving God. What a Savior and what a God we serve. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. You are dismissed.